Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Welcome in, Tuesday edition, Three Dudes with a Dude with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Uh, this is usually Ron Hart Day, but Ron Hart is uh, he's traveling somewhere. I don't know if on business or pleasure, but at any rate, he'll be back with us again next week. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still out there doing that menial, lowly he's, bus he, driving job he has. He's in the process of coming in. Good there, morning, he there he is. There he is. Dude number two. Good morning, Doubt. Good morning, Doubt. How's it going? All right. Driving that bus. Driving the bus. Just uh, actually just parked it, about to make my way in. All right. See you in a minute. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And you got you you sticking you sticking Clayton with that rep. You know everybody's going to be asking for a transfer ticket when they see him. <laughs> The bus driver. <laughs> Clayton, the bus driver. All right. Uh, you know, the big news this morning on a national level seems to be that, uh, uh, you know, the the national press and the Democrats are turning on Joe Biden against this, you know, top secret document stuff. I, I mean, that in itself doesn't – I mean, it really doesn't – the only thing that's uh, – that's amusing about it to me is that the press is of all things that the liberal press could have turned on democrats for over the years it's you know some documents out in the garage you know and nothing's going to come of it and i don't i don't think much of it i don't what do you think mr york well you know the, the the thing is there's a comparison here uh, and if if the first wouldn't happen, you wouldn't have so much hollabalali on the second. But the first the, happened. You mean the and Trump? Now they, huh? mean, yeah, the first the Trump, the Trump. If that would yeah. if that would have been handled like this is being handled, you wouldn't. It, it wouldn't even be a story. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And uh, and that Ron Hart did write about it this weekend in, in his column, which goes out to about sixty platforms, you know, websites, newspapers worldwide he says the democrats have decided to take down joe biden well let's see the title the column is titled joe biden's garage of hypocrisy he says the democrats have decided to take down joe biden he might as well be in a statue be on a statue on a horse in a confederate uniform in portland oregon town square uh and let's see they got the midterm they got to the midterm elections before revealing that jumping Joe Biden was taking classified U.S. documents and throwing them around everywhere in his former DuPont estate mansion, his oceanfront mansion, and his China-funded Penn Biden think tank in Washington. Uh, you can tell it's a Biden's think tank because all the directions are in Chinese and Ukrainian, and the elevator does not go all the way to the top. Uh, and, and but here's here's what really does interest me here. Uh, but my question remains: How does a guy like Joe Biden, a lifelong public servant, buy so many oceanfront mansions and have such an increase in net worth, just working for the government? 
Joe calls himself an environmentalist, but his 360-horsepower gas-guzzling Corvette uh, does not run on a battery. Uh, And separately, it's reported that the Chinese gave $15 million to the Penn Biden, that's the University of Pennsylvania, Biden think tank. Um, There's just something that... Well, they're they're finding documents now that he had when he was a U.S. senator. Yeah. So... Well, at least he's turned them in. He's not arguing about it, and he's getting an independent source to to go through his residence to search and see if they can find any more. Now, you look at how long he's been in government, 40 or 50-some years. Giving him a pass, Mr. York. No, I'm not giving him a pass. Oh, you're giving him a pass. He's handling it the right – he did wrong by keeping the documents. I'm not going to say he did right. So now – But at least he turns them in without any bulls BS, you know. He's saying, okay, they found them. I'm not even touching them. My lawyers are dealing with it. They're turning them in as they find them. So, now, even, so that's, even, that's, what was the last time he was different from the former administrator? When's the last time he, he was a senator, Mr. York? When's the last time he was senator? What? Well, you know, eight, uh, ten years ago. So he, he's had them for that long, and now he just turned them in. But it's a, he, he gets passed. You know, Clayton, I'm not giving I'm, him a pass. I'm saying he's done the right thing, Clayton. It's different. It, there's a difference when you don't do the right thing and when you do the right thing. Regardless, he was wrong for having those documents. Trump was wrong for having those documents. But Trump's big error is he tried to own those documents that he had, and he wouldn't turn them in. I don't. I'm, no, I'm not buying that at all. Uh, so why do they have to search his residence if you're not buying po- it? Po- political it's theater, Mister. Political theater, yeah. Mister. York. Yeah, they knew about. Place. They knew about this whole Biden thing before then. It's all political theater. Yeah, that that that, that was political theater. They were in ongoing negotiations, just like Roger Stone's house getting raided in the middle of the morning, and it just happens at a CNN news crew's outside when it happens. It's all a joke. It's fake. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's not fake. They're it right is. There. It is. I don't. This is why people he cannot stand politics. He kept his big mouth shut. He caused his own problem. Who? He got a pardon, of course. Oh, Stone. Yeah, that's a different issue. You know, I, I'm just. I do completely agree with Clayton that the, you know the difference is here is the FBI wanted to make. Trump look bad, so they staged an unnecessary raid on his home. Uh, but um, neither, you know, these documents, you know, I've been around top secret documents and when I was U.S. Attorney's Office. Uh, these documents get out there, they get in files, they're worked on on various projects. Uh, you know, you know I, I, I just, I'm not, I'm just not too upset by finding documents now what i am upset about though is you know these 15 million dollars to the Penn biden think tank now that's going out the back door in suitcases folks uh and that's what the clinton you know the clinton foundation employed chelsea clinton to the tune of six hundred thousand a year here we go yeah where does all the heritage foundation get their money from well, it's not somebody's personal. Uh, oh boy, slush. No, it's money. not somebody. The Heritage Foundation is loading up for years on Republican campaign finance money and everything. I'm not aware of the Heritage Foundation making any political that, contributions. That, I honestly they, thought he was going to go with the Jared Kushner the Saudi money. Is what I thought was going to happen there. Well, and, and similarly, you know, Rancor and. Uh, uh, what's the other one? The Brookings Institute or, or, or liberal think tanks? I mean, I, K Street. 
K Street has been in existence for years. What was that cryptocurrency deal that just went bad? How much money went to Democrats? Yeah, but I mean, well, how much money went to Republicans? Yeah, it but like yeah, he's you, yeah, yeah, between, between Democrats and Republicans. Evenly, evenly. Give me a break, Mister York. The the subject is ex presidents or soon to be ex presidents setting up their library and foundation. Now, they've all had one. Reagan had one. Bush had one. Trump will probably have one someday. Clinton has one. We're talking. We're talking about presidential. Yeah, we're talking about president. We're not talking about think tanks like the Heritage Foundation or Brookings Institute. We're talking about presidential libraries and foundations like the Clinton Foundation. Uh, Bush has got a library out there in Texas somewhere. Uh, Reagan's got that big thing out there in California that where they had his funeral. You know, he even got his airliner in there somewhere. Um, and uh, Clinton's got his in Hot Springs, Arkansas, uh-huh. and Kennedy's got his in Massachusetts. You know. Uh huh. And these things uh, have become widely used, particularly for donations by foreign government. And then when the president leaves office, then, you know, all his airplane trips, his uh, children are all put on the payroll. He's put on the payroll. uh, And uh, they're just uh, influence peddling schemes, or they've they've come to be. Uh, Clinton is the Clintons are the ones who took it to a high uh, art you know, and, uh, and I so, think Marsha Blackburn is higher because her whole family go. works on a campaign. Well, that's different than working on the Marsha Blackburn Foundation. Um, the uh, you know, and again, how how does he get uh, a mansion uh, on the beach and uh, all this kind of stuff? I Just mean, like the rest of the twenty, the top twenty money makers in the Congress. 16 of them are Republicans, just like them. They take the griff from lobbyists, and they pocket it, and they pocket it, and they pocket it. So are you saying that's what Biden did? They buy mansions, and they do all that other stuff. So that's what Biden did? Well, I don't know if he did it or not, but I'm saying, you know, 16 out of 20 richest Congress people are Republicans, and they got their mansions. You know, even even Joe Manchin got him a yacht he stays on in Washington, D.C., yeah, I've seen the yacht. That ain't much yacht. Uh, you know, whatever. I mean, Joe. They learn how to make money, Dell. Just like it. Just like the, the good businessmen that y'all always elect and putting up there. They learn how to make money. Well, Joe Biden is, certainly has a lifestyle that far exceeds his income, which is known because we've known it for the last forty-five or fifty years because his salary's been public. Uh, and he leads a lifestyle that is not supportable by what he's made as a senator and as a vice president, as a president. Well, you don't know that, Dell. I mean, if, if his if his income has been public and he's got property and assets over the years that he's acquired, he he's probably a guy that don't throw his money away, don't showboat with it. So he's buying property and buying houses and doing the things that normal American citizens would do. Well, Mr. York, I know what things cost, and... and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, ocean. Biden's probably had that house in his family for a number of years. He didn't just oh, buy it you're yesterday. You're speculating now. A former DuPont estate mansion, his oceanfront mansion, and an oceanfront mansion. No, he's never made enough money to afford that stuff. Up in that part of the country, that stuff, you know, you're talking <laughs> like $15, 20000000 million. I mean, that's... 
Uh, he's never made enough money to support it. All right. Well, so I mean, that's as far as the documents go. Though I just, I mean, nothing's going to come of it, uh, either for Trump or Biden. I don't think, and uh, and it shouldn't, y'all. This is these these documents are things that a vice president or a senator would be doing legitimate work with uh, a president would be doing legitimate work with sometimes these <laughs> legitimate Del you are dreaming now why not I mean let's had that. over 300 documents in his possession that was top secret in all kind of classifications what kind of work was he doing? Was he not he in contact with the FBI about turning those in? Yes, he was. So quit trying to make this out like this is he, something, anything he, different he, than what Joe Biden did. He would did. not turn those this, documents over. Oh, oh, you're, give, me give me a break. Give me a break. That's the difference. Fake news. He did not turn them over. No, hey, nobody's buying your hypocrisy, right. Mr. York. Uh, nobody's well, buying well, it. Well, no, no, Mr. York, you changed. Hey, so that's why Trump is leading. We're not changing the subject here, folks. That's why Trump's leading Biden in the polls. A president's everyday workload would include uh, reviewing top-secret documents. That's what they do day-to-day. That's that's the job, people. So, you know... Yeah, and if he takes some home and turn them back in, you know, no problem. And that's right. And Biden and Trump apparently took some home and just but, but this didn't is their, turn them back in. This is their hypocrisy, though. Oh, I know. This their, this the, Only a few of Biden's documents got lost and didn't return. Oh, yeah. Hey, keep saying that, Mr. York. Trump. Keep saying it. You're a oh, billboard Mr. for the Republican Party. Keep saying that mess. Nobody believes it. They know that's hip, this utter hypocrisy on your part and the Democratic well, that's Party. that's because you come up with all this fake news that they, you, that hey, they believe in you. And, you. You watch CNN every day. What are you talking about? You're the epitome of York, fake news. You know, I continually try to throw you a bone so we can find some points of agreement. We got the, the entire... Our Democratic Party is turning on Biden here and the liberal media, and I'm trying to say, no, you know, I don't think it's any big deal. So, you know, not turning on him, Dale. All they're saying, he shouldn't have had those documents, just like Trump shouldn't have had the documents. And 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 you won't extend me the, the you know throw a bone back at me and go well you know Trump was Trump's deal wasn't much of a big deal either because I don't think either one of them was a big deal. And so, well, you 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 are, you you have never handled top secret. I have in the military. Uh, yes, I have. Top secret information. Yes, I have. You you've had you've had handled classified law stuff, but not top secret national information. Miss York, that stuff is often involved in our cases at the U.S. Attorney's Office. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back. We got a special guest. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Three days with a view. It's Tuesday, folks. Uh, sun's shining now. I think it's not supposed to shine all day. I'm not sure about that. My name is Dude. I mean, my name is Del Kennedy. I am Dude number three. <laughs> I guess I could change my name to Dude. That's a classic Southern name. But anyway. That's a California name, Del. Yeah, there we go. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, listening world. 
Yes, sir. Uh, Ron Hart is usually with us on Tuesdays, but he is, I think he told me he's in California doing He's something. in Los Angeles, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it's business that, or pleasure, but he'll, he'll be back next bad, week. That's a bad place to be with uh, all those deaths, uh, the other shooters, you know, and hearts go out to those folks that are casualties and their families. Uh, as of yesterday, the total was 69 in January 2023 of deaths by guns. Is that Chicago? No, that's across the nation. You know, they had two shootings out in California. Well, you get 250 million people, that's probably about right. You know, that's about the odds. I mean, of course, my heart goes out to all those folks, but, you know, you shouldn't have been living in California. Uh, Well, it could happen anywhere, Delk. I mean, it doesn't have to be California. It could happen anywhere. Well, come on down here to Columbia, Tennessee. We're all armed, and it's safe. So... Uh, <laughs> you know. Don't don't talk up on a tragedy in this community, please don't. Well, in in this community, I you know. Yes, in this community. Well, I, I, well, I don't want that. Normally, when people throw you know live in glass houses, they throw stones, Delk. So be careful. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure hoping I, that it doesn't I, happen I, in I, our local area. You no, know, I'm sure not wishing anything like that around here, and I I think. Uh, God, that we have not had anything like that around here. Uh, but still, I, I know you pointed those uh, uh, statistics out to me, and they they looked bad. But it it just doesn't feel bad. I mean, I leave my keys in my car. I I mean, and even where you know people consider the high crime area to be uh, East Hill, or you you think it's Highland, but either one of those areas, I I. You know, I, I go through them at night. I visit people's homes. I've never felt unsafe there in either one of those areas. But but the but the growth is coming this way, Dale, and it would be a good practice not to leave your keys in the car because my, my neighbor left something in his car, and it got ransacked right in, right in town here in Columbia, down the street from me. Well, I'm not saying it never happens. It just... It feels safe to me in Columbia. I, I just don't feel unsafe. And That's what every community says, though. If they don't take the necessary precautions to protect yourself and protect your property, you people are going to say it feels safe until something happens. I, I, I would recommend having your pancake tickets. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mr. York, you pan- know that story. Is it, is it pancake time already? It, it's just come and gone this uh, past November, but yeah. The, the uh, well, the folks, that's it. I'll tell the inside joke. We had a fellow who came by here, who I think he was homeless, and but I, I'm not sure he's homeless anymore. But he still kept coming by, and particularly in the wintertime, <laughs> we'd we'd let him and his wife come in and get a cup of coffee, warm up. You know, if we had any snacks, we'd give them to him, whatnot, and then. Uh, and we do have security cameras and uh so we were looking at the security cameras one day and noticed that he'd come in gone to get a cup of coffee and uh then gone upstairs and started rummaging through a desk and we couldn't figure out what was missing and about four days later i i saw him over at the rotary pancake uh, breakfast day, and he was enjoying himself some pancakes. And you know, we just all laughed. I mean, if he'd asked for the pancake tickets, we'd have given them to him. You know, but uh, 
Yep, there you go. I'm glad he got some pancakes. Uh, things like that happen. All right, have we got our guest in with us, Mike? You got it wrong. Okay, Rhonda King, how you doing? Uh, good morning, how are you? Good morning, Rhonda King. Uh, you are with the Columbia Breakfast Rotary, and y'all have got a, a fundraising event coming up. Tell us about it. We do. On March the 18th, uh, we have a event. It's a sporting clay shooting tournament that we're doing. We call it Shoot for Our Stars. And all the proceeds will go to um, our local youth and our local veterans. Uh, this is our fourth annual shoot, and it will be held out at the uh, Murray County Gun Club. Uh, all right, that's March 18th. March 18th, yes, sir. Saturday. Saturday. Sporting clays. It is. Uh, the first flight will be around 10 a.m., uh, so if anybody's interested in shooting and signing up, they would need to be there about 9. Uh, we have prizes and uh, T-shirts, and uh, the money all goes to a good cause there you go to local veterans groups and children's groups that's correct wow all right now how does this work if it's say if, if i or clayton wanted to or miss york want to participate uh what would we do what would, you, what would we do we what you could do is you could call um our um one anybody that's with the rotary we have a phone number of 931-398-5511 you can call and get in touch with me and i can get you hooked up on signing up a team or signing up individually uh, we do have several sponsorship levels so uh, for example if you'd like to donate a thousand dollars you would be uh, could support a team and your name would be on the back of our t-shirt we'll have banners at the event uh, to let the community know about you as well Okay, uh, well let's let's talk about that a little bit. So you you can sign up either individually or you can get what four or five people together. Five team members. Five or makes you a can team. Get five of your buddies together and make a team. Yes, sir. Either way, though. So. Either way is fine. So if you sign up individually, you'll be put in with four other people to make a team. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Let's talk about. Uh, do you have a website? Uh, we do. Uh, we are. Um, well, let me see. It's the Columbia Breakfast Rotary website. You can just uh, log on to that. And then we also have a Facebook page that's called Shoot for Our Stars. You can get find information there. Okay. And to sign up as an individual, uh, what's the what's the uh, donation? The donation is um, it's team participation is $500 so it's roughly about $100 a shooter. Okay. $500 per team mm-hmm. and about $100 in one twenty-five. And yep. that that money though does go to the children and to the veterans here yes, sir. In, right here in Murray County. Yes sir. Just a couple of weeks ago we um uh, visited all the local schools uh, f- for the third graders, and we took dictionaries to all of the local – every school in Murray County, every third grader got a dictionary. And uh, from our last event that we had, that's what we supported. Wow, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clayton, you have a third grader? No. No, I got a second grader. It's second grader. Yeah, my, Margaret Berry, my granddaughter, is third grade. Um, well, that is, that is fantastic. Um, now, so – what time? Well, I'm, uh, 
I'll get straight at it. So what, what time does it start on Saturday, March 18th? Uh, the first flight's at 10, and I would like to say that lunch is also provided. We have a great sponsor uh, in with Chick-fil-A, and they'll be having uh, lunch for us that day. Um, there are some uh, monetary prizes, so if you have a, a team and they win, so they can get some uh, money uh, prizes there. We have Last time we had several school-sponsored uh, shooting teams that came in. They had a great time. Uh, we do give um, the winning school team a thousand dollars to go back to their organization, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. All right, now you can go to the Columbia Breakfast Rotary website mm-hmm. or go to the Shoot for the Stars Facebook page. Get more information about how to sign up. Uh, can you sign up? on the morning of Saturday the 18th, or do you have to sign up in advance? It'd be nice for it to be in advance, just so we can um, have everything planned out and where it's a smooth process. That is fantastic. And this is on the Sporting Clays course out there at the Columbia Gun Club. Yes, sir. Pretty neat. All right. Uh, Money goes to a good cause. Go out there and have a lot of fun. Get five of your buddies, or four. (laughs) four of your buddies make mm-hmm. a five-person team mm-hmm. uh and uh now do women shoot in this thing oh absolutely it's uh um men women uh if they're under 18 they need a uh parent to come with them or someone parental to come with them to sign the waivers but um anybody can shoot there we go fun raise money yeah. for a good cause that's all good Rhonda king thank you thank you for having me glad to have you uh, all right, Columbia Breakfast Rotary, Shoot for the Stars, March 18th, 10 a.m., Murray County Gun Club. It's Murray County Gun Club. Uh, go to the uh, Columbia Breakfast Rotary website or the Shoot for the Stars Facebook page to get more information to sign up, learn how you can support this good cause, and then just come out and have a good time on Saturday, March 18th. Yeah, it's a... It's all good. Ron King, thank you all for getting all this together. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Where are we time-wise? we got a little time. About uh, uh, two minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. Even three minutes. There we go. Uh, well, let's see. What what else has been going on? Clayton, what do you got there? Uh, this broke yesterday. An FBI agent who is investigating the Donald Trump collusion uh Situation has been arrested for, uh, wait for it, colluding with Russia. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, uh, folks. And, and and you know, I did, uh, I did see that, and I did work with the FBI for twenty five years as assistant U.S. attorney. This guy's uh, going to prison. Yeah, and the truth of the matter is, you know. I, I mean, knowing what I know now and then putting that together with some things that I saw uh, back when I was working with them, uh, the, the whole organization just needs to be swept out. And I was, oh, we, we do have two FBI agents right here in Columbia. They're, the, uh, they're new since I retired, so I, I don't know them, but uh, we've we've had an FBI office here for I don't know, 60, 70, 80 years. And uh, it always has two agents in it, and they're always great people. But uh, there's a reason that agents seek out a post in the Columbia office. Uh, because if, if you. Now, Memphis is the regional headquarters. 
the closer you get to Memphis, the more you've got to play the game. And they're the ones who didn't want to be a part of this corrupt culture would would seek out. Uh, you know, Columbia was a place where they could be just forgotten about and do their jobs. And so, uh, but the some of the things that I saw over the years, especially what I saw happen to my friend Tom Kent. Uh, it was just amazing uh tom kent was a main justice uh, uh attorney prosecutor just like i was except i was with the u.s attorney's office in nashville tom was prosecutor with main justice and tom was and you can find it google up the kent memo folks it's out there uh the tom was running a wiretap uh down in florida for drugs and he picked up some traffic uh where he they they weren't intending to do an offshore drug investigation but they picked up some south american traffic where the dea agents in south america were they were running drugs they, yeah. they were a part of the organization and so tom you know put all that together with a report and a package and everything else and he, Tom was a real Boy Scout now, and he's he was going to indict the DEA agents. Well, folks, what the what the time, DEA is a part of the Department of Justice. It's right there with the FBI. It's all in the Department of Justice. And uh, and um, what the what the Department of Justice did not want, they didn't want to prosecute their corrupt agents. They didn't want a headline in the Washington Post saying corrupt DEA agents part of the cartels in South America they didn't want to be hauled in front of Congress to have to testify about such a thing and so you know Tom's superiors called him in and said you know can't do this and he said no this is a crime I'm going to do it you know and then he started getting anonymous death threats and uh, it got really bad and so Tom did what you do in that town to protect yourself he wrote the Kent memo laying all this out there you know, leaked it to the Washington Post, and of course, once that happened, he was bulletproof uh, because anything would look like whether it was a, a, a death attempt or a um, or or a retaliatory action against him. And believe you me, now, folks, these folks will. There's not a doubt in my mind that they would actually kill you. And because uh, everything was about protecting their kingdom, and. Uh, so, all right, we're about to be out of here. But Tom Tom left Washington, uh, left Maine Justice, came to Nashville to work in the U.S. Attorney's Office. And there's a reason for that. Nashville is a backwater. It's like being the FBI post in Columbia. You know, you're just out of sight and out of mind as assistant U.S. Attorney in Nashville. And so he came there to get him and his family out of all that. All right, it's real, folks. Let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 for a journey through time. It is time to hear from our favorite grocer, Miles Johnson at Foodland. Miles, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. I got a sneak peek of some of the specials. Boy, there's some good ones in there this week. Mm-hmm. This week we got ground chuck for three thirty nine a pound, T bone steaks four twenty nine a pound, boneless pork loins a dollar ninety nine a pound, five pound bag of Idaho potatoes for two ninety nine each, and Coca Cola twelve packs for two for thirteen. Wow, that's some that's some good deals. Uh, these sales run through next Tuesday, I believe. That is correct. All right. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Miles, thank you very much. As always, we appreciate it. And hopefully people listen and uh, come on in and you got some great deals and uh, you got some great people working there as well. So you guys have a wonderful week. All right. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Miles. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland located on West 7th Street. Again, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. So go in and check out some of those uh, great specials they have. And we'll talk to them next week as well. 
Okay, welcome back. Three dudes with a view. I'm Delta Kennedy, dude number three. I'm sort of getting warmed up, woken up finally. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Could have gotten one of those shots I got yesterday. You'd be up and going and ready to roll. Oh, the old steroid shot. I tell you, two hours of sleep. I don't like that stuff. I don't. I'm, I'm not a fan of it right now either. Yeah, yeah. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, Clayton. Everybody. Good morning, Mr. York. Um, and well, unless anybody's got something else they want to turn to, I've I want to. I've got an article on Al Gore at Davos, which is that ridiculous thing where all these world leaders gather in Davos, Switzerland. Is that where it is, Clayton? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you hey, know, Dale, let's talk about uh, this thing down in Memphis, the killing of that young man for a traffic stop. Uh, that's still an investigation. The five officers, all of them black officers, have been immediately terminated. And, I don't uh, know that story, Mister Yo. Yeah, they, they stopped him order? for a traffic stop, and they beat him so bad he he lost his life in the yeah. hospital. Mike Lyle's on the board. Do you know? Are you aware? Of that? Well, I've I've seen a couple of reports and stuff about it. And uh, from from what I understand, it was just uh, a, a situation of bad policemen being bad policemen and uh, uh used their power used you know used excessive force on this man for for whatever reason uh and he ended up losing his life and now uh you know there's of course you know you know the fallout that usually comes with that uh so they, some of the they, protests and stuff like that but uh you know it's a little bit i don't I don't want to say unusual, but it was it was a little different in this case in that the, all the policemen involved were uh, were black, and the the victim was was a black man as well. And it, they, they they beat him for three minutes, and, and this video footage has not come out yet. But they are requesting uh, counsel for the families, requesting that it be put out to the public immediately. So, yeah, but but Clayton, you just stated the operative word beat him they did yeah yeah absolutely from all, all reports suppo- they beat him police for three are not supposed to beat people they're right. supposed to apprehend and and take them to their place of jurisdiction I, not beat him i agree and, you know, I, I agree when a guy with you 100%. gets stopped for a traffic stop and then wind up losing his life i'm not saying he was right in what he did but still it was a traffic stop and you lose your life for a traffic stop yeah, it shouldn't happen. Ridiculous. Yeah. Shouldn't it's happen. like Delk. You could have lost your life for parking in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss York, I think we're all in agreement on this. I mean, um, do, you, do you have any special take on it? No, you know, there's still some video that hasn't been divulged yet, so it, 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 they're in investigation. But I noticed these officers were fired immediately, and in other jurisdictions, they officers were put on administrative leave and uh paid leave and stuff like that where these officers were fired immediately i think they did the right thing in in terms of dealing with the issue and the only thing i can think of there is that who whatever supervisor or chain of command was reviewing the situation just you know it was solid it was extreme and beyond the pale um but we have to wonder here you know let's let's redo the scenario let's say the officers were white uh memphis would be on fire right now 
Well, same thing should have happened. They should have been immediately terminated. Shouldn't have been any double standard. You oh, know? I, I agree with that, Mr. York. But if, if still, though, if they'd been white officers and were immediately fired, Memphis would be on fire right now. Yeah, it probably would be more protests, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a there's a double standard there. Uh, well, well, I'm not saying it would be on fire. I think because action was taken immediately, it, it, they protested. But I, I don't think any destruction took place as a result of the protest. Now that would happen if they were Caucasians or black officers. That should have taken the same procedure should have been used. And if the police department has any credibility, they'll maintain consistency. Well, I. I I don't think I think they're showing that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anybody's disagreeing with you there, Mr. York. Uh, usually, usually, police departments will kind of, you know, be be a little bit slower about reacting because they want to, you know, kind of protect their own. And evidently, this there's something egregious they, they, about they, this film. Yeah, they didn't. That even, there's nothing to defend. Yeah, that, this must <laughs> be so bad. What I'm there's, saying. Yeah, there's that's nothing to I'm defend saying. here. So we we're going to have to take action. We got to take action there, there, now. There was no suspension. And, it yeah, was straight term. Right. I was, mean, you know, sometimes there is another side of the story, and you want to be sure that you check out the other side if there is one. But <laughs> apparently, this was just case closed no no two sides to the story whatsoever so uh you know i poor old memphis i mean i i was uh, when i was a young lawyer i was an assistant public defender down there for a couple of years while my wife went back to the university of memphis to get her phd and um memphis has just got a lot of problems and uh you know i was defending you know i was being appointed Excuse me. I was being appointed to defend criminals, people charged with crimes in Memphis, and represent them in court, take them to trial as case need may be. Um, and Memphis has sure got its share of criminals. Uh, what I noticed, though, is that oftentimes uh, the officers and the uh, criminals weren't too much different. Uh, and... Um, uh, that's. I imagine they do have staffing problems down there, and um, the blue code is in every state, Dell. The what now? The blue code is in every state. What do you mean? Officers who are bad officers, they're kept on the force. They're protected, and when things go awry, nobody snitches. You know, I, I listen to a lot of poli- ex-policemen talk about you can't be safe. If you are one who's following the guidelines and you, 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 in other words, tell on another officer. So they maintain that blue code and in the unions of the, of the police departments uh, supports that, which is wrong. If they're wrong, they're wrong, no matter what the, what organization they belong to. Which is why you, that's all over the country. You got to commend the Memphis Police Department for. Taking swift action. I was going to say that, that, yeah. that, that, that that's an indication there was what. something there was something very definitely uh, wrong in these whatever and, uh, videos they got on these guys and, and stuff. So that the police department that, that blue code got and superseded I, real I, quick. Yeah, I will tell you what. Here now, you know, we're always talking about what's going on in another town, another state. Here locally, though, uh, you know, it's just like having you on the elect, election commission, Mister York. As long as uh, Jeremy Alsop is chief of police here in Columbia, we got nothing to worry about. Uh, he he runs a clean, straight up ship. They are a professional police force, and you know the chips are going to fall where they may. Now, fortunately, you know I think well, I heard him speak somewhere. You know, one of the, one of the things that is 
concerned me working with law enforcement over the years is that uh, a lot of time uh, law off the the mentality the training even is when a police officer can use force I think that should be rephrased to when should when should an officer use force not when can they use force and there's a big difference folks uh and um uh but i I believe chief also uh reported that in the last three or four years columbia pd has only uh felt compelled to use force of some type i guess that's I'm not aware of any shootings going on, so I guess that means they've had to tackle or restrain somebody, that kind of thing. Uh, Only three times in the last three or four years. Yeah, there was an incident not far. But but to my point, Clayton, the Columbia Police Department is is an organization that acts when they should use force, not when they can use force. And it's a really professional police department. Chief Alsop is... Uh, you know, uh, an amazing resource for this community, and so uh, here locally, I we we just thank God we got things work well. Go ahead, Clayton. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I think there was one incident not far from here where uh, someone was shooting at some of the police officers. I think they responded. I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but that was about four, three or four years ago. Was that in Murray County? It was. It was in the city of Columbia. Anybody get hurt? No. Unfortunately, the officers, I don't think anybody got hurt uh, in that situation. But, well, well. Um, I actually knew one of the officers involved. So. Yeah. But the good, yeah, good. let's hope that doesn't happen, though, Delk. You know, it, it's commendable that Chief Alsop is doing, doing a great job, but it only takes one millisecond or shorter or a hum- two human beings to make errors in no, one way or the Mr. other. Mr. York, you know, so- York, I know you'd agree with me, though, but, but a professionally trained, professionally run police force with the proper culture uh, ensures against uh, that kind of thing. Ensures yeah, that, that, that has a lot to do with it, and yeah. let's hope it, it continues to maintain that high level of performance, you know, but... Uh, that's that is there def- are exceptions to every rule. Yep, that's definitely what's happening here locally. Uh, Al Gore, folks, was our congressman back in the eighties, uh, and he was a well respected and well liked congressman. Uh, he would the the district, the old fourth or sixth district, stretch from here up toward Carthage, I think. And Al Gore would be at the Murray County Courthouse or in and around Murray County at least about once a month and knew people's names and people knew him. And and like I said, he was liked and respected, reelected a couple of three times, I think. Uh, and then, of course, eventually ended up being vice president under Bill Clinton. But he, he's always, I mean, he's he goes to Davos where all the big wigs go in their jets and uh, just goes on a rant about climate change uh he says uh that the current output of greenhouse ca- gases is sending heat in the atmosphere that is equivalent to six hundred thousand uh hiroshima atomic bombs every day he says that's what's boiling the oceans creating these atmospheric rivers and rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century i like huh who where <laughs> what <laughs> uh 
He also said Florida would be halfway underwater right now. Yeah, I said, but then Al, go, I mean, Al goes, Al's just gone nuts. I mean, he is. No, I think no, he's, no, no. I think he Al still lives, lives in a, Nashville, a big maybe. Picture, what? He's looking at the big picture, and you you what still live picture? in the bubble. You you don't uh, you don't know what's going on outside of Columbia. Well, let, let's read the article. I can read, can I? But didn't Al Gore also warn us uh, in 2009 that some models suggest a 75 percent possibility that the entire polar Arctic ice cap uh, could be ice free within the next five seven years due to global warming? Well, the Arctic still got an ice cap, folks. Uh, now, remember the prediction in his 2006 book, An Inconvenient Truth, that when a decade snow would disappear at Mount Kilimanjaro? Uh, yeah, right. That hadn't happened either. Uh, 2006 movie, An Inconvenient Truth, uh, that the ice melting uh, would raise the sea levels 20 feet in the near future. Well, that hadn't happened either. Uh, that's 2006. Uh do we want to wait till it happens, Dale, before we change things? Well, and don't remember that uh, that uh, climatologists at the University of Delaware uh, testified that uh, global sea levels have risen naturally at a rate of about seven to eight inches per century for at, la- at least the last several hundred years. So there's nothing new happening, people. Well, and the U.S. Well, has done a, a great... Alaska's got polar bears coming into the towns eating human beings, so evidently they can't find food on the ice cap. Oh, where are you getting that? And, of course, polar bears are aggressive. They will eat humans. All right, we're about out of here. Uh, the, uh, I'm, I, you know, I... Oh boy, up in Atlanta, I've never been far enough north to worry about polar bears, but brown bears. When I was visiting Alaska, they take those very seriously, and they're very serious. You talk about people being armed; they don't want you to leave downtown without a high-powered rifle when you get up in parts of Alaska because of the brown bears. All right, yeah, any varmints up there? There's plenty of animals up well, there. Brown bears will, will hunt and eat humans, as will polar bears. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good day, folks. Thank you.